Welcome to the Stick With Us podcast. This is the episode 3 of the season 2. And my name is Risto. I'm still Carolina. And what are we talking about today? So today we're going to be, as usual, talking about two topics. So the first one is uh, the general value of life and how people make a living and how come there is still so much social inequality in 2021 as some examples and the second is how to be considerate to others versus that people that take offense on everything and for example cancel uh, culture online yeah i'm i was looking at these uh, topics and i thought this is very very good at this moment of time when there is a lot of controversy about these issues and as usual you can check our website at stickwithus.net and we also have instagram that you can find with stickwithusnet handle and this is already like episode three and uh, we would like to start with uh, why are people starving and uh, what is the living wage to survive in different countries like carol said so i would like to start a bit uh, we have been living in dublin and we have been living in finland in uh, in a couple places in finland so i think in general you can get quite a lot with your pay but of course, we also have these uh, low paying jobs here in Finland, for example, that you have a job, but basically it's not enough to pay, for example, the rent that you have to have two jobs or you have to live, I don't know, out of city or, or you have to have a car or bus ticket. And of course, the food, the good, healthier food is much more expensive than than let's say fast food yeah ju- just to clarify we lived in dublin and we have been living in helsinki yes and i was telling this uh, just explaining what happened to us yesterday to somebody because we are here in, in helsinki and of course it's a choice that we want to be in the capital and it's also a choice because we live in the city center and with those it comes the thing that we spend more money and we have less uh, square meter for the apartment but if you compare the same apartment here we had the half the size in dublin for the same price so depending of the city the life cost can be completely different and i think one of the things that it's happening in Dublin and the same that happens in the US because of Silicon Valley mm. is those big tech companies they establish a hub somewhere and then it drives up the prices in the cities and in certain neighborhoods so it like you said starts pushing the people away from the city and uh, and then pushing away from the metropolitan areas and people have to have these huge uh, commutes 
to come to work because they basically cannot afford to work and live in the same place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's not that, uh, for example, some area is always the most expensive. There are examples even from big cities like New York that there's like an industrial zone and even though the industrial buildings are still there, they are converted into high high quality, really expensive lofts mm-hmm. that the people that used to work in, let's say, those factories there cannot possibly pay those rents or mortgages. Yeah, the gentrification of uh, neighborhoods. So they will attract people that can pay more and whoever used to live there originally has to go away because they cannot keep it up anymore. Yes. And, and one of the things that I think it happened in Dublin, it was really, really hard finding a place to live. And it seems to be still the case. And you would have, I remember you telling the story that you had um, somebody who worked with you that they were already paying like over a thousand euros to rent a room in a house. Yes, And there was also an example of middle manager who was able to get a loan mortgage for a like small small size apartment but that was already like that you need to have that kind of income in order to get backing up to a loan or at least give the banks even like uh, the, the time of day that okay we're gonna hear your calls because if I would have gone back in the day and asked for a loan they would have such just said no 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 way and then that's the thing about the living costs because the salaries in Dublin they are very good on paper if you see the 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 job pages and if you compare for example the salaries that you have here in Finland but the thing is that the life uh, cost is much higher in there what happened So because of this higher cost, you will, you can have like better salary than, than in other places, but also you have to be prepared that you will have higher expenses as well, because everything was so much more. And we are talking about Finland. Okay. Finland is already an expensive country, but mm. because of there's so many people going to Dublin, uh, looking for work all over Europe. Mm-hmm. and outside from Europe as well because they have all kinds of uh, big tech companies there and European offices there so there are so many people looking for jobs the salaries are very good but also there's not enough uh, uh, places to live yeah, so, not, so yeah. people can charge as much as they want and you might be stuck in a really bad apartment but sometimes there's no other options and maybe and that's one of the issues that people are not just yeah the government want the companies to go there and they promise all kinds of advantages but also for the point of people who are living there it's not so good because it's not very healthy it's driving people to really bad apartments that it has mold it has you know vermin 
and the landlords can do whatever they want. They can basically kick you out. We, we had a neighbor that she was on the verge of being kicked out because they wanted to uh, charge more rent, mm. but then they had to take her out. So those kind of things keep happening, you know. Yeah, and of course, if you have a single guy, single woman working in, let's say, tech industry, it doesn't really matter if if you are in a small place, but let's say there's a couple with the kid or a couple dogs or some mm-hmm. kind of needs other than just the apartment. It's like, it's not just that you are challenging to find apartment and pay for it, but also like, how about the kids' hobby, the school, mm-hmm. how about the kindergarten? Or what about the the commute? Like it's it's like like you said, example about Silicon Valleys and stuff, about those big hubs. That it's not just okay. There is apartment that I can just barely pay for, mm-hmm. but you also have to think okay. For example, if I have to drive there an hour each way, is it mm-hmm. really worth it? And now it's I see a lot of news about this. Uh, coming back from the remote working that why don't we do more that especially in the tech industry yeah because uh, of course uh, i think that this part of the pandemic came to show us that not only remote work but remote uh, studying as well if done properly can be very high quality and the thing should be I still think that maybe the the future is going to be, you know, hybrid, that there will be moments you will be at home, but there will also be moments that you can come to in-person classes or or in the office, because there isn't exactly a need for people to go there every single day. And like you said, the commute, the commute, for example, you can have people from different cities that when I was studying, for example, to give an example, when I was studying uh, last year at Hagahele, I had a classmate that he was from Porvo. So he didn't have to come twice a month to Helsinki for in-person classes, you know, and then spending with hotel and bus tickets or train tickets he could just sit in front of the computer and watch the class Mm. so those things could be and should be available for people who don't want to commute and the same goes with work because if you are going so far away just to get to the office and you can do the same work from home you know it could be done I went to college like this. I had about an hour and a half of commute every day, uh, round trip. I had to take four buses total, and that was about maybe three hours a day that I, I lost in the bus. Yeah. And they were always crowded. I couldn't even, like, yeah, you could sit down and read a book. No, I couldn't. I had to stand most of the way. Yeah. So that was not very good. But it was the only option I had. And and then maybe now this could be options for people in the future. And maybe this we could also increase uh, quality of life because not so many people will have to move yeah. to be exactly on a certain job in a certain city. Yeah, you know? of course, I understand, for example, a nurse or something like that. but. 
for example uh, anything jobs. yeah the, anything like for example IT usually doesn't doesn't need necessarily a space in the in the office and I see that the idea from the managers and the business owners is that they have a lot of assets locked in the in the building itself so mm -hmm. they want to people to get back in because otherwise it's a loss there's empty space that is not used yeah but like back to the point in hand like that's totally what I, I I agree that that it's one thing to to not be able to work remotely but there's also this this other way around that why don't we accept these new kinds of ways to to work for example i understand that if you don't need to go you shouldn't be it, it's it's not necessarily to go there isn't there is actually a harvard study about it that there isn't a benefit on communication even if the office is those open whatever you call open, those open plan yeah it's actually a little bit worse because you cannot focus and there's people behind you watching you work and that is disturbing uh, to yeah. some people the the problem about uh, the negative uh, part about remote studying and remote working not everybody has the proper setup to work or study from home you know some people have unstable homes you know they have lots of personal issues or they cannot have a dedicated space like you said okay i'm gonna concentrate not everybody uh, can have a dedicated space mm -hmm. in their home so they can be you know in peace to work sometimes uh, there's you know kids and there's pets and there's other people in the house or especially if you share a house with other roommates and things like that so and also the internet connection not everybody has a good connection so i think that for some people they would still prefer going back to in person um, yeah. uh, you know classes or work because for them at being at home is not the best option mm. so i think that for now because of covid this is more uh, because we have to there's no other option but with the future let's hope that those things can be flexible according to what people can do and then it's not a bad thing for them yeah know? and and like like almost like a segue to the next topic that we were talking about uh, for this episode that uh, how easily it is to get offended i see many times for example even the managers getting offended even if you just bring the idea that okay what about if we would change the way we work but it seems that there well i'm not sure how how often it comes up but that the managers at least in the middle positions they want to keep an eye on the worker mm -hmm. and it's much harder if the person is remote Mm -hmm. Of course, they 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 cannot deny that if the 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 results of the work are there, the the benefit is on the remote. But if there is a, I don't know a micromanagement or something mm -hmm. that is a benefit on the on location, okay, then an argument can be done. But 
it seems that many, at least from LinkedIn comments, for example, mm -hmm. that I see that many managers seem this like uh, a big no-no because they want to keep an eye on the workers physically. Mm -hmm. Like, why is that guy still, I don't know, using the the ping pong table and he has a project coming but if he would be remotely and he would be i don't know watching netflix nobody would know no, yeah. nobody would get offended yeah and and the thing is that uh, i i always say that it's okay to offer criticism but it has to be constructive criticism not destructive criticism because if if you are offering because that I think that's the whole thing about when you're trying to give opinions and you you don't want to you don't want people to get offended because somehow you have to watch how you say things because you cannot just criticize people for the sake of it you know just because like you said I'm your manager so I want to show that I am your boss so I'm gonna put you back where you belong and I see a whole lot of uh, constructive this constructive destructive mm. I'm having issues talking <laughs> destructive uh, criticism that people just want uh, to say what they want and maybe this is you know with the advent of social media that everybody thinks that not only they have an opinion about everything but they must voice that opinion and it doesn't matter what they say you know and, and completely destructive things that benefit nobody mm. and that's why you see so many people uh, getting offended sometimes with they are right being offended but sometimes it's just like you know it's complicated because if you're gonna say something stupid of course people will say it back to you yeah and and i don't know if any everybody understands the concept of the constructive part of the criticism mm -hmm. that the criticism part is saying that i don't like how thing a is handled or how it's working out right now but that's just the criticism. If you want to be constructive, you should also offer something. Mm -hmm. You should say like, okay, I don't like the A, so could we try this option B or C? And that's that's the key. Like, it's very, very easy to say, I don't like, or this doesn't work, or, or I wouldn't do this like this. Mm -hmm. Well yeah fine okay understood but, but what how what yeah and what do you give as a as a option as as your re resolution for this issue mm -hmm. and that's the thing like it's it's almost like uh like you said about the social media that when when people are giving the freedom of anonymity and 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 these channels that you can get for example from twitter or instagram you can get straight to the i don't know the public person or somebody famous or something mm -hmm. that it's like i don't like you and somehow that's valid like somehow that's as well as somebody who has studied the issue and making a point okay this doesn't work because a b and c mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I, I do understand this whole thing because also you said about people who get offended and like, but hurt 
because of something but I guess that some people they just want to say what they want to say but they be, be, and they don't want to hear like somebody defending because of course if you're going to talk crap about me of course I'm going to defend myself mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden I don't know how to take a joke I cannot take criticism but basically you're just telling horrible things about me and of course I'm going to say something I think it's just because lots of people they were not used of having others speaking up for themselves yeah and yeah. they just say oh nowadays you cannot say anything yeah, yeah because it was a good time when you could just say whatever shit about people and then just listen and then they would just be quiet you yeah know? because it's many times it's it's like uh, your hurtful uh, saying like a, a, a veiled like i don't know how to, like uh Put disguised. On a, disguised as like a, like a, just like a like a hurtful sting. It doesn't. It's not a criticism as such. If you just say that you hate something, yeah, it's For, just a statement. Like if you say those, like you mean those uh, comments that are disguised as something good but they are bad something like you look good for a fat person yeah you don't sweat much for a fat girl like yeah. what like it's almost this 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 classic example of when in a job interview you are asked your biggest uh, faults and all you can do is try to twist it so that you, I you are said yeah i work <laughs> too hard i'm too beautiful i'm too great no you you're missing the point this is not yeah. what we were asking yeah i think those uh, there there there's a fine line between you know saying everything that you want because some people seem to be very very surprised that their words have actual consequences mm. when they say the things that they want and, and you can see people saying you know horrible behavior that is caught you know on camera or it's a print of something they said and then people find out and then they lose their jobs and then all of a sudden they are you know oh I cannot make a mistake anymore but yeah. that's not how it works you know I there, think hmm. there's a lot of these examples of people being like I don't know in a rally or something and then their face or some I don't know maybe a tattoo or some distinguished feature is recognized and then they are traced back to wherever they work or something and I'm not sure if this is the right way to do it mm -hmm. but it's showing that when they are traced back to the actual person not the masked guy in the in the protest then all of a sudden all of a sudden it's very important to have a lawyer or very important to have like equality that I also need representation even though mm -hmm. I'm like just a couple hours ago I was just yelling racial slurs all of a sudden it's very good that we have this justice system and everything it's mm -hmm. it's it's very very much like you said that for example if somebody does horrible thing and and then goes away expecting nothing that n mm -hmm. like no conso consequences it's yeah that doesn't work in real life yeah it's surprising somehow that people just think that uh 
yes uh, i don't know why are you taking offense on this and like why you're overreacting but you just said like horrible things about me and why do you expect me to be quiet and you know freedom of speech works both ways because i always say you can say whatever you want but you have to be prepared to hear what you don't want either because your freedom stops where mine starts yeah there is there's this uh saying like you said also that that uh, that it's okay in in a in a free world to say whatever i mean nobody is stopping you from saying horrible things but at the same time you you need to understand that what you say might be i don't know against uh, some law or against uh, how would i say some kind of rule of community for example in or the social media principle yeah and and it's like yeah you can say it but also like it's almost like yeah you can go and rob a bank sure no how how could we stop it if we don't know you're robbing the bank but once you rob the bank okay you have done something that can be punished i'm sorry it doesn't mean like it in my opinion and i could be very wrong that mm -hmm. it, these people that are are criticizing that there isn't a freedom of uh, speech yes there is there's there's lots of like for example this uh, racist people or whatever like shouting out from their rooftops and nobody is really stopping them but once they they cross the line that they are for example saying uh do this or do that like riling up the crowds okay then it's already over the line in yeah. in my opinion but i could be very wrong and i i am open for con <laughs> constructive criticism <laughs> so i think we got got the two topics that we were planning on talking and what are we having for next topics so uh, in the next topic we're gonna be talking about uh, fashion and also what else uh, we're gonna be talking about different uh, challenges of people who are coming to work in a different place as well yeah it's gonna be interesting because we both have uh, experiences and stories to tell okay so that's for next time we are uh, having new episodes once a week mm -hmm. so until next time Bye.